Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about a unique organization near and dear to my heart called Operation Healing Forces, or OHF for short. The official mission statement of OHF is to serve the needs of our active duty and recent veteran wounded and injured special operations forces and their families by starting or continuing the process of mentally, physically, and emotionally healing in preparation to return to the fight or transition successfully into civilian life. They do this by facilitating life-changing retreats, peer-to-peer counseling, and recreational therapies designed to help with reintegration, rehabilitation, and resiliency for soft warriors. These retreats have been described as the trip of a lifetime and with very good reason. Go to www.operationhealingforces.org or email them at info at ophf.org to learn more about this amazing organization and the life-changing things they are doing for our Special Operations Forces veterans and their families. <laughs> Let me silence you my enough. phone. There we go. <laughs> I feel like I always sound Oops. nasally. That was me. My bad. No, you go. You go. Uh, okay. Okay. You're not nasally. Okay. All right. Cool. Should I? Whoa, that black spot made it look like you were missing a tooth. And I was like, what the fuck happened? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how come you didn't tell I, me about I this? computer like or like yeah. replace the camera i have a webcam if it's really bothering you i can put the little webcam on it's not okay it's, it's I not i promise recording, I just... you could look at it yeah absolutely i'll look at it I'll look at your your black spot Thank is that you. like the the from Ca- pirates of the caribbean is it caribbean or caribbean I don't fucking know. I think it's like a dialectual thing, right? Like, it depends on, it's like a geographic, it's a regional thing. Where you're from? It's a regional thing. Okay. Quite, quite Well, certain. A, we should include this, and B, I'm going to do the intro. Yes. Because I think that that was a very important part of who we are as a podcast, is these types of very important conversations. Yes. Like how you pronounce Caribbean or Caribbean. What is it? We don't know. We could Google it, but we're just going to speculate. We are because fuck actual research. Am I right? Yes. Dude, he's gotten so fat. Hold on. Can we just admire this fatness? Look how fat this is. I saw his saw his butthole. Yeah, well, he... Uh, just for context, that. she held up a cat. Yeah, yeah, my cat. Because we're adding this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my cat. And that was um, butthole. Cats are very, like, unabashedly, like, proud of their buttholes. Or maybe it's not so much that they're proud. Why it's just it? that their tails go up and they're just like, fuck it. Like, you get to look at my Why butthole. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Welcome to Moody Broads. Hey. 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 I, I'm Rachel Riley. I'm Rachel Ringle. We're the two Rachels. <laughs> yup. Talking about buttholes. Ooh. I would. You know what? I was just going to say, there's like, sometimes it's a problem that we have the same name. Like when I go to therapy and I try to, I'm talking to my therapist and then you come up in conversation. Like, I think we were talking about marriage stuff. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, Rachel and her husband. And she looks uh. at me like. Are like you you're talking fucking, in third person? Yeah, you nut job. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. She has no, an no. extra E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
spelled differently and it's also a different person. Like we aren't the same person. We think alike on many things, but I'm not yeah. personifying myself in the third person. Now it looks like I have a mustache. I need to fix that thing on my, my, my camera. Mustache. Yeah, I like it actually. It's like a fancy little surprise. Every time you're in front, like now it looks like you have a booger hanging out your nose. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hmm. All right. Well, so pat on the back just real quick because this is the second week in a row we've done this. <laughs> you know what? We are doing just- it for Jennifer <laughs> and the other two people that listen. <laughs> My mom doesn't listen anymore, but mostly she knows exactly what's going on. She's like, I don't fucks with y'all anymore. Yeah, basically. She spends too much time with you in real life. She don't want to listen to your voice. I think that's exactly it. Um, I know that Zach also doesn't, but he gets to like when we discuss things or even, you know, in our group chat uh, when we discuss things, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to tell you about this. And he's like, why? And it's, it's usually innocuous like is that the right word innocuous? i don't know i'm gonna look I it don't up know. I, have a di- I paid for the dictionary app on my phone wow innocuous innocuous is not a word no inoc- in- innocuous no innoc- innocuous innocuous is a word Fuck. innocuous what is going is it on? innocuous no, or innocuous I don't god i don't what's even happening right now i don't know but but we never claimed that this was a grammar podcast that's correct. And it's not innocuous. It's innocuous. Wow. I just learned two things today. What else did you learn? I was just trying to make myself sound smarter. Oh, so you did. I just learned it's innocuous. Learn yeah. More than one thing. That's okay. You know what? Don't like every day. I learned that you talk about me in therapy. I and do. And that makes me feel good. I as do. As long as it's in a good context. <laughs> Yes, I talk about how much I hate. I love you. And I'm just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. Honestly, like, I definitely, this is a really good, actually, really good segue into what we were going to talk about today. Because, like, I compare okay. myself a lot to you when it comes why? to. Why? <laughs> because you're one of my. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, you're fine. You're this is why I'm not a therapist. <laughs> well you're one of my best friends and I tell you intimate details oh, about my life and you tell me intimate details about your life and I'd say that like while we have a lot in common we're also really different right and we're very very different yeah very very different like especially when it comes to like I don't politics say- oh yeah we're definitely uh, like we're definitely a little off uh, on politics I'm like the fucking <laughs> devil's advocate on everything you say and it's only because I are, love you and you I are. love to to have conversations but I I think like um romantic life like I think right like we we always like come up with like oh and then this and you're like can't relate or like you'll say something like this and I'll be like how do you do that right so we have a lot of differences in there and so like yep you're definitely like one of the anomalies amongst my friends amongst my my anecdotal evidence that I've collected through talking to my friends so this is not like a a blind study by any means it's not peer-reviewed uh, literature but a lot of my friends have the similar issues to me where it's like um I don't know I think I've talked to you about this just like uh for example you're like a dude okay th- there you go yes right you're like I am you I am and I have been told that multiple times by lots of people um when we were in Guam uh 
all of Zach's coworkers would just, they would call me Mrs. Riley, but whenever we would like get invited out to stuff, like they would usually go through me because I'm the ultimate bro. Yes, you are a bro and you're a bro in so many ways. Like you're a bro in all of the cool ways that one wants to be a bro, right? Like you're super chill. You can drink most dudes under the table. You're like fun as fuck. I'm not saying that these are all bro traits. Like women are also fun as fuck, right? But like you just. No, no. Yeah, you have like bro energy and like um, you're like always DTF, (laughs) right? Like always DTF. Yes. Okay. And so that's. I am. I, I definitely like you and I have like talked about how like it's been motherhood has been very hard on my sex life like it's gotten way better oh my god in the last two years because my kids are old enough to like you know sleep through the night and shit but like Mm -hmm. getting time alone with my husband and then like actually feeling like a sexual being and not a potato creature has been hard for me whereas you like you're able to kind of compartmentalize like how you're feeling that day with like want the d and i fucking envy that like and i think a lot of women would envy that i think you are not an anomaly but maybe just like in the minority on that i think more women are difficult like me for sure like i don't do i want to be romanced absolutely yes uh I just don't think it's feasible at this juncture in my life. And so last night, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this. And I didn't know if I was going to say anything about this. But I'm going to because it's fucking hysterical. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So Zach and I were laying in bed. And um, obviously, you know, it's been between uh, – I haven't been feeling well, obviously, because of the chemical pregnancy. The pregnancy hormones finally, like, left my body. If I was finally able to start my period, I stopped having symptoms. Because, I mean, even after I was getting negative pregnancy tests, I was still having morning sickness and stuff like that. Um, and uh, then, obviously, I had my period. And so it's just – it's been a long time. <laughs> and so we were, we were laying in bed, and I was like, so you want to? And he was like, sure. Do you want to – I don't remember, like, my my egg – anyways, somehow our version of foreplay was making up weird words for sex. And, like, anytime – so anytime you hear me say we need to balance the checkbook, it means I need to get laid. Right, 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 right. Like, nobody balances checkbooks anymore, but it's just, like, a fun thing that we can say – in front of other people and they don't know what's going on and usually I mean sometimes it's just it's not we're not romantic people like I do want to be wine and dine but it's just not feasible to think that that can happen all the time yes and when you're so tired at the end of the night it's hard to get in the mood and for it to happen organically oh you know my God, like yes it's you kind of it's almost like it scheduling yeah, it's almost like scheduling sex, except you do it in bed right before it's supposed to happen. But you're like, yo, you want to tap that? Um, I would say 50% of the time that works every time saying that. Okay, I'm going to use that. So, yeah, you should try. Um, I will. I mean, not right now because but- I'm I'm deprived right now. This is this is well, and yeah, also we're this has been like doing our podcast I mean, right now. Any, any of you listening who are like either in the military or being or have been with someone in the military, yeah. those 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 deployments are rough on the bod. They are very lonely. And you just got to deal with that shit, and you got to like get a weighted blanket or something. Like I don't fuck. Actually, a weighted blanket would be <laughs> phenomenal because that's the thing I'm missing right now is snuggles. Like 
I mean, also really? other stuff, I but like, you know, uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> snuggles for the sure. Australian, the Australian kiss. It's like a French kiss, but down under. I need to balance my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, uh, so we were making up. Na- oh, oh, I remember. I remember how the whole thing started. Um, Zach and I were talking about school because he's trying to apply for this uh, program um, to get his master's and, and whatnot. And uh, I said, you know, I'm working on it. And I said, but in the event that it doesn't work out, I'm just going to drop out and become a plumber. Oh, my God. I know where this is going. Yep. You sure do. And Zach was like, a plumber. I'm like, because I'm going to clean your fucking pipes. Oh, <laughs> that's probably my le- That's my least favorite idiom of yours for boning. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so then he was like, do you clean my pipes or do I clean your pipes? I feel like I he would like, clean your you pipes. Have- no. What? No. He's got the pipe that has the blockage and it needs to come out. Blech. Oh, right? God. Anyways. Anyways. So then it was like we could talk about it like cooking. Let me touch your eggplant parmesan. And then, I don't know, it just spiraled out of control. And it just, we were giggling for a solid, like, 10 minutes. And I was like, we're actually wasting time by laughing about this because I have an exam tomorrow. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, all right, let's get serious. Let's get serious. And I'm like, how do we do this? And Zach's like, I think we start with high fives. I'm like, all right, let's high five. And then I will make some eggplant parmesan and balance the checkbook and it, it literally like that's that's our romance but i said we're the i said we're the worst he's like actually it's the best like people that laugh together like this and can take situations like this because we're fucking exhausted man i look rough every fucking day of my life every day there is not a day that goes by where i'm like actually feeling kind of cute might take a picture later might delete it idk right i don't know yep. yeah idk yep um, and so it just <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, man. No, a good time. I mean, but. I get it. And like, I think a lot of women would probably envy your ability to like compartmentalize those things. Like generally, like when you're in a new relationship, like your, your like brain chemicals are just like, this is so much fun. And oh, so yeah. like, of course things mm-hmm. happen organically. Like it, it's not, but then as you, especially once you have kids, dude, and oh your my God, wife yeah. is like, it's just like there's very little glamour right left in life after you have kids yeah like you get to know like immeasurable joy obviously through being a parent but it's also really fucking hard and you also see like you also go through so much with your spouse that like it just becomes like you really have to like put things in a in a different like part of your mind to like engage with what's going on in your body sometimes and I Mm -hmm. find through talking to women and just things that I've read that like most women do struggle with that especially after becoming mothers right because yeah we're kind of like we're more um we're more sensitive to like the environment than than just like what we're seeing and hearing and touching right so like everything can kind of either make or break that sexual energy so like the house being a mess sometimes <laughs> like yeah sometimes right all the time like there's a really good reason why like you can go like vacation sex is so good right like it's 
It's yep. different. You're not like thinking. You don't have to clean up after it. Yeah. And so that's, <laughs> this all links back to how you come up in therapy. I'm like, I envy that about you because, um, because that's something I've struggled with since like becoming a mother, which has been 10 years. It's been like my whole adult life. Oh, I've yeah. been a mother. So like it's, it's been something. Anyway. Um, so yeah, no, you're a bro. You're also brain twins with Louis Capaldi. Uh, which, if you don't know Which, who that is, it's um, my twin. Uh, yeah. I apparently he's the second cousin. Now I'm going to show my nerd's eye. Yeah, because I don't the know who this cousin, is. Uh, of Peter Capaldi, who is um, played the Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Okay, yep. that makes sense. They're all British. Yep. That makes sense. Um, okay, yeah. yeah I mean, but like all related. But seriously, like if you're listening to this and you don't know who Louis Capaldi is. Um, he's he's got like the voice of an angel and he sings that song uh, someone you loved and I can't remember the other ones but like it's all over the radio right and then you see him in like person and he's fucking hilarious and he just talks shit and just kind of like he has the most Rachel Riley sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> Like, I did notice that. I was like, didn't you? wow, it's fucking dry. Yeah. This shit is dry. He's so funny. So anyway, if you don't know who that is, go look him up. Just like look up like Louis Capaldi being funny or whatever. And, and he's fucking hilarious. And I mean, mm-hmm. to be that funny and then have that voice, like it's such a, a like, I don't know, not that... Not that having a good voice doesn't mean you're not funny or vice versa, but for some reason it's like it's a very um it's very jarring to see how fucking weird and hilarious he is and then hear his voice because his voice is angelic. So it is. I, I did listen to uh I did listen to a song and I was like, Wow, this is actually very nice. I like this. I like the way this is going. Yeah. It's the best. Um, yeah. So um, I asked people on our Facebook page and then on my Instagram um, questions about jealousy in relationships. Ooh, on Instagram too, huh? Yeah. Um, I know that we're I know that we're gonna talk about jealousy, but I want to know why Harry Styles has not responded to the picture I posted of our conversation. Oh, the one that you you like tagged him in cuz I I tagged I tagged him in it. Yeah. Like I know. So here's the thing. It's just the algorithm. All I want to do is be friends. It's the algorithm, Rachel. Like you have to think Is that what it is? Yeah, he has m- tens of millions of people following him on Instagram. Now, think about how many people tag him. I don't actually even follow things. him on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> For first of all, Instagram. if you didn't follow me on Instagram and then you asked me to come live with you and be in a uh platonic uh polyamorous relationship with you and your husband but you didn't even follow me I'd be fucking pissed so you need to follow him that's one okay that's fair two the algorithm right like so many people are tagging him in things all the time so you need to tag him in something every five minutes for the next year and then at some point he'll either block you or he will be like endeared so it could go either way I don't know how it's gonna go I'm not a mind reader or a future teller. That's, or a, that sounds like a lot of work. It is. So maybe if you could like invent some sort of algorithm, like some sort of, um, I was going to say algorithm, maybe that is the word, like some sort of coding thing that can help your phone just like automatically continue to tag. Or we change the name of this podcast to Harry Styles Broads or Moody Harry Styles. Something to do with Harry Styles and we just talk about him nonstop. I don't really know how much content Harry- we'll get out of that, but maybe he'll notice us then. But see, I don't want people thinking that I 
want to have his babies because a I don't want to have any more babies I think probably maybe um and also I just want him to be my friend I just yeah. want him to wear his little English sweater and sing while I'm making turkey on Thanksgiving if I even make a turkey on Thanksgiving I just really feel like I'm not asking that much it's not that much um I mean thank you the other option is that you like do something drastic to become like overnight famous and then like you're like I did all of this so that I could say hi to Harry Styles hi and then just you know Hopefully whatever you do doesn't ruin your life because sometimes it can go that way. (laughs) Okay. That's a topic I want to touch on. But before, I need to write that down. Okay. Yep. But so let's talk about how you asked on Instagram about jealousy stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember what brought this up, but I've been thinking a lot about, oh, yeah, I know exactly what brought it up. Therapy, once again. Because I asked my therapist, I'm like, is it, is it? weird or like indicative of a problem that like I've never really dealt with jealousy issues in a relationship and like when I say jealousy issues I mean like like I don't even want to say severe but like noticeable like above average jealousy issues because I think everybody has a little bit at least at some stage right like oh yeah for sure right like um God, I've been cheated on by just about everybody I've ever been with. And I still, like, even after finding out about it, never really felt like there was something wrong with me. And I should preface that by saying that, like, that's not an ego thing. Like, I'm a deeply flawed individual and exceptionally average. I I just, for some reason, have always been able to accept that, like, if someone doesn't want me, it's not yeah. indicative of a problem with me. It's something that they need, right? And, like, and I also, yeah. I've always been really good at accepting that, like, people can't be everything to everyone. So. That's right. Right. So I basically just asked my therapist and she was just like, no, it's not indicative of a problem. You know, like, if I imagine my life without Matt, it does make me very sad. But I don't mm-hmm. worry about him leaving me because it's kind of like. And it's so weird as somebody with an anxiety disorder, like, that I can so easily, like, put this in, like, a little logical package where I understand that, like, it's truly something I have no control over, right? Like, if I do my best and I treat him well and I'm myself and I work Mm -hmm. on the things I can work on, like, if he falls in love with someone else... I can't prevent that and the last thing I would yeah that's that's not on you right and like the last thing I would want is someone to stay with me uh despite wanting to right so anyway that all said she's like no it's not weird so then I was like we should find out let's just get a feel and like our audience isn't massive but we definitely um have enough people that it's like I I expected kind of like a diverse group of answers Mm -hmm. and we got it so on Instagram I asked are you a jealous person when you're in a relationship or would you consider yourself a jealous person in a relationship 41% of people who answered the poll said yes and 59 said no so it's almost a 60 40 split closer than I thought right um and then the next thing I asked was has it caused problems in a relationship 49% said yes and 51% said no so once again like pretty fucking close um There were a lot of reasons why people said that they were jealous. And um, some of the ones that stood out to me is that you've dealt with, like, a serial adulterer. Or, like, somebody who cheated on you in a particularly traumatic way. Like, one person said that her boyfriend got someone else pregnant, right? There's, like, a a level of trauma 
in that? Oh, oh, there absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, I know someone that, that commented and um, her husband was a serial cheater and a very, in a gaslighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. That fucker. It's like that kind of stuff. Um, it makes complete sense. Yeah. It makes complete yeah. sense. Like you, you know. Yeah. Um. Um. Somebody uh, had said that, you know, they don't have the codes to their significant other's phone and that's okay. Um. I have all that stuff, as does Zach, <clears throat> but it's not so we can snoop. It's 10 times out of 10. I'm too fucking lazy to answer the phone or my phone isn't by me or I don't want to be the one to respond. So if I know like it's a, if it's a group text or something, I'll be like, hey man, can you respond so I don't have to? But then it doesn't matter because then he's always like, what do you want me to say? Like, there's no point. I should just type it out myself. But it's not to snoop or anything like that. It's just to, because I'm it's just lazy, sheer laziness. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I want, I think Matt knows my passcode to my phone for the same reason. Like, hey, can you check that for me? Right? Um, yeah. But he never remembers it. Like, he forgets it consistently. <sighs> Isn't that the worst? Yeah. And I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, but I don't know his. And, um, I don't know that, like, I, I don't know that that's a normal thing. Like, that, well, it depends on the reason, right? Like, your husband having your passcode so that he can, like, check something for you that because you want him to, totally fine. Your husband being like, if you don't give me your passcode, <laughs> yeah. you're being fucking shady. That's, that's one of those things. I actually took some, like, notes, actually, from a few, just, just stuff on psychology today. But some signs. Ooh, I love psychology today. Yeah. That's a bunch of fun stuff on I love there. it. Um, so there's different things that are linked to feeling jealousy, nope. right? One is low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could even say that maybe that low self-esteem is a result of being cheated on or treated badly in the past or just being betrayed, yeah. right? Like it goes past cheating and into like betrayal, right? Like there's, there's like the sexual aspect and then there's just the being lied to and feeling like you were living with someone who wasn't being honest with you. Like that sucks. Uh, neuroticism, a general tendency to be moody, anxious, and emotionally unstable. That's funny because I am all of those things, but I am not jealous. Uh, feelings of insecurity. I don't think it's indicative one way or another. Yeah, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, dependence on your partner. Even asking people to imagine that they don't have good alternative partners can lead to more negative reactions to hypothetically jealousy, jealousy, hypothetical jealousy-inducing scenarios. So overly dependent on your partner. So I could see how like. Maybe if you feel as though the relationship is very crucial to like your well self, being. yeah, your your self assessment. Yep, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Feelings of inadequacy in your relationship, generally feeling <coughs> that you're not good enough for your partner. Yep, that's that's something that I've, I think all I've, of us have struggled with. Yeah, I've, I I get that occasionally, especially like. If we are lacking in our one-on-one time, if I don't feel secure, then I get a little jealous over dumb stuff. But it's not – but I realize it and I never voice that because I it, I know that I'm being irrational. And I know that it's seeded from my personal insecurities or feelings or hormonal shifts because that happens. Like, please love me. And honestly, you know, the twins are at such an age right now that they just want their dad all the time. So it leaves very, very little time for him and I to connect as a couple. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you know, last night he's, he's doing some stuff for work and, uh, I was, do, I was doing homework all day, like until like seven, I would say like seven thirty last night when I finally decided to get the kids ready for bed. Um, and then afterwards, you know, he had to do work stuff and this is, this has been our schedule. So come downstairs at eight by eight thirty, and we're both just like, fuck man, we need a breather. But then that leaves no time for us. And especially, oh, segue, side note. California is back in the restrictive, the most restrictive tier of COVID that there is. Ugh. So not that I could do anything before, but now I really can't do anything. So anyway. So your just mental yeah, state so, in general um, is just not at where you'd like it to be, like overall. And like the, the pressure that this <laughs> stuff has been putting on relationships is insane. Like it's going to be oh, yeah. so interesting to see like statistics when like the world goes quasi back to normal. Like of how relationships fared through this um yeah because when you can't leave the house and you're always together but then you also have kids and you're also trying to do school full-time and you're not actually getting any time as a couple like in a different environment that like stimulates your yeah no fucking sucks it's it sucks dude like yeah it's really hard um so one thing that's important to remember about jealousy is generally that it is not indicative of the love you have about a person, right? And so that's something that I kept reading that like to me made me feel a lot better because um, I think some people think that like without jealousy, like how do you know someone loves you? But that generally jealousy doesn't come from the amount of love you have for the person. It generally comes from within, mm-hmm. right? It comes from like inadequacies that you may perceive either realistically or unrealistically about yourself or something that you've experienced in the past that makes you very scared of being left or hurt by another person so just saying that like it's normal to experience jealousy and it's also normal not to and neither one is yeah. an ind- indication of how much you love somebody i think that's important to remember um some things that you can do uh Oh, some other things I learned about was retrospective jealousy, which I thought was really interesting because I de- this is one kind of jealousy that I can say that I've experienced. Um, <clears throat> it's when you have jealousy about a, <clears throat> about a partner's past. So people they were with in the past. I very rarely, I don't worry about Matt leaving me, but I definitely sometimes feel a little bit of inadequacy when it comes to people he was with before me because Matt was really like, whole ass adult when we got married I was like a baby adult right and so his life experience far exceeded mine at the time and he had dated a lot more people and uh dated different different women from different places with different jobs and different hobbies and they all obviously looked very different and it's like there was a part of me that always kind of felt like and then on top of that like us getting married like when I was pregnant like really fast like there was always a part of me oh, for you sure know, like we dove right into like real life real life there's no honeymoon stage in that and so yep. yeah I've definitely experienced retrospective jealousy but in terms of like future like jealousy about something that's going to ha- like that could happen like being having his attention stolen away by somebody else I haven't experienced um have you experienced that is that it because Zach? uh Zach and I don't really talk about our previous relationships um, I mean, I'll, I'll provide anecdotal stories on why I think he is far superior to anybody that I've dated for a multitude of reasons. And obviously, you know, it's a little, 
a little biased because I love him and I want to be with him. But I'm just, it's my way of saying like, hey, this is why I care about you and this is what you bring to the table for me. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like having an, like having an this, ex that, that you compare your spouse to or you're like, man, I'm glad you don't do that thing my ex did or we never yeah, had basically, that basically. And I'm not. Yeah. And a lot of the things like um, my phone case is super dirty. Sorry. It's got a lot of sand in it. It's kind of <laughs> grody. Um, but uh, that's one thing that, that we – so we don't really – we don't talk about it. Like, I can maybe name, like, two ex-girlfriends of his. I don't know how many he's had. He doesn't know how many ex-boyfriends I've had. Um, we, uh, But, like, I was going through some stuff, getting rid of stuff, and there was a card from his mom to him and his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And he goes, oh, this is, you know, my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, your mom wrote her a card. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we were together for a long time. Excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And he's the like, audacity. yeah, you know. And then I was like, you've, I've never, I've literally never heard him say her name before. Eh. Like that's. Yeah, but he was also a whole but, ass but, adult but, when you guys got married. Like he was almost 30. Well, he was 30. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like how I. I look at it like I just um, it's just not something we talk about because it doesn't it doesn't pertain to who we are now and it doesn't it doesn't make a difference does that make sense oh for sure for sure it really doesn't you know I thought that was interesting though that there's even a word for that like focusing on someone's past relationships rather than the threat of a new person coming in and stealing stealing yeah. them away um, some signs yeah, of controlling no. behavior. So jealousy can easily cross into the line of controlling behavior. Uh, things like monitoring your behavior or whereabouts, making wild false accusations, tries to isolate you from people that trigger his or her jealousy, or the relationship has become unhealthy or potentially dangerous, right? Like none of these things are okay. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter that the person's having these feelings that make them act like this. Like it's not okay. I've experienced this yep. firsthand. Like 100%. Like being accused of cheating when you're doing nothing wrong can really fuck with your head. And um, people do it all the time. And yeah, they do. it really loosens like the connection that's there. And it's like the person making those accusations. So that comes into like what people can do if they feel envious is like look inward at what the jealousy is telling you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always informing you of something. Right. Um, like, what sort of quality do you think that you lack? Or is there something that your relationship is lacking that you feel another relationship could provide, right? And then, like, how do you perceive your life? Like, are you are you doing things to better yourself? And so that's where another person came in and was like, it was a good friend of mine who, like, she deals with chronic pain. And she's like, it sucks feeling mm -hmm. like you're too complicated to love. And so she can experience jealousy because of that. And I feel like that's super understandable. Even though from the outside, yep. like, you can look at her and be like, oh, my God, you're you are so worth it. You're amazing. It's absolutely no mm -hmm. wonder that your husband loves you. But then at the same time, like, when my um, OCD was unaddressed and it was, like, just debilitating on a daily basis, like, me and Matt's relationship suffered a lot. And I got yeah. it. Like, I totally understand how it must have been very hard to be with me. And that was 
probably the closest I got to feeling like scared of being left. Yeah. But that's because I also I, felt very weak. Um, Zach's a very empathetic person. And so I've never, uh, I've, I've never met anybody with as much empathy as that man has. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, yesterday I was having a hard day because I was um, writing an essay Starting, starting an essay, and I just couldn't figure out my outline. I couldn't figure out. I was a little, uh, obviously, it's the end of semester. It's it's cram time. And so he asked, he was like, what can I do for you? How can I help? Like, I, I see your feelings. I see how you're feeling, and I want to help. <clears throat> and so that's something that I'm, I realize how fortunate I am, like, and, and, I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, makes our relationship thrive is because we're both super empathetic people, um, and understanding. And so there's just really no, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get, I just don't get jealous mostly unless I'm having a bad self-esteem day, but I realize that's my own issues. Yeah. Uh, and if he gets jealous, he never says anything because he knows he's, it's baseless. Yep. I mean, I don't. I don't go anywhere or do anything. I don't text anybody. Like, are you kidding me? That sounds so exhausting. I have a hard enough time keeping up with, like, the five chats that I have on a regular basis. (laughs) Word. Yeah. I think if you can recognize where your jealousy is coming from, you're you're golden. Like, Mm -hmm. you're good. Absolutely. But, like, neither one of us, like I said, have really, like, we haven't had, like, a serial cheater, like, ruin our fucking lives. Like, I have friends who have dealt with that. And it's, I mean, so do you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but so my my question is, as far as that's concerned, so like for me <clears throat> personally, I mean, I I have yet, well, I hope that I never have to be in this predicament. Um, I have been cheated on and I just kind of was like, that's on you, man. Exactly. Like, yeah. like you said, you know, that's on you. Um, but also I... My mom raised me to be a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. And so for me, like, I think that I would draw, I would have to draw the line somewhere. If it happened once, like, okay, I kind of, but if it happens on a, like, you have to wonder what other factors go into play, like emotional abuse and that kind of stuff and gaslighting and all that stuff that goes into it because that would make you feel less than. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I cheated because you're not putting out enough. Or I cheated because you don't, you know. And that's a deflection of guilt. Like, that's that's putting it on someone else. So you have to wonder, in those kind of predicaments with serial cheating, what that other person is doing to lower the self-esteem of the person they're cheating on. To make them think that they're not good enough to warrant not being cheated on. That's a special kind of, like, vindictive. Like, that's 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 so much worse than cheating like cheating yeah not cool uh going a step further and blaming your partner for something that they Mm -hmm. like that you perceive that they lack it's like if it's that to that point just leave if the issue is bye felicia like i i get like i said i'm very sympathetic and understanding 
of the fact that it's very hard for one person to provide you everything you need in this life, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's normal to be attracted to other people. That's why there's so many people who are non-monogamous and like kudos to them. It's when you make it about what the other person is or isn't doing, you're just Mm -hmm. passing the buck. Like you said, like, yep. Not taking a good internalized look at who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that's definitely a huge part of it. And so if somebody's doing that to you, it would be incredibly hard to trust somebody to not feel as though like your relationships are always threatened mm-hmm. because you're right. It's a it's a form of emotional abuse. Not the cheating. It's all that other stuff. Like being cheated mm-hmm. on sucks, but it's not it's excuse me. It's in and of itself not a trauma right it's the stuff surrounding it like mm-hmm. is your partner doing it over and over again after saying they would stop are they lying to you about you know it's just all of it and I think everyone knows mm-hmm. what I'm talking about it's it's just what you're talking about like it someone blaming you for them cheating on you is just like come on man just accept responsibility like you were bored it happens yeah. but they're but there are people out there that can't accept responsibility. Right. They don't, um, you know. Right. Like, it, it's just not. Either they don't see it or they have inflated self-egos or they've never had to suffer the consequences of their actions. I think more than likely it's probably that. Like, it's it's like any yeah. any bad behavior or any, t- like, bad oh, thing you sure. can do to another person like if there are no consequences and the consequence being the mm-hmm. ending of the relationship right like then why would they stop especially if they have ill intent yeah. which most people don't but I know like there are certain circumstances that we know of personally mm-hmm. of people in our lives who have dealt with that yep so yeah I'd say well and that's one thing um another response that I got was that uh those kinds of experiences are what made that person jealous and they're going to therapy for it. That's fucking amazing. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. Dude, ev- I mean, everyone should go to therapy. I know it's not feasible. I know. It's, yeah, we should. Yeah, I know it's not feasible. I know it's not like it's it's very privileged of you to just say like everyone should go to therapy. But like truly, if there's one thing that should be like considered like basic health care, I think it should be being able to talk. I've been to doing maintenance. <laughs> I agree. I've been doing maintenance appointments. Um. So, actually, I had one on Wednesday, and, you know, I explained to her everything that was going on, and I was like, I'm also thinking about getting off of my antidepressants, and she was like, no. (laughs) She didn't say that, but I could, like, I could picture her in her brain, in my brain, because we're doing teleconferencing, um, that that's, she just, you know, like... Eyes got wide and no. She said everything that you've been dealing with, with the stress of school and your chemical pregnancy and all of this other stuff going on, she's like, I don't think it's a good idea. She's like, but if you want, let's give it four weeks. And I was like, now nah, you're right. You're right. I <laughs> she's like, I'm not saying you have to stay on them forever. And I was like, no, no, I trust you. Like, I'm looking at this from a different perspective now instead of like, hey, I'm feeling great. And I think it's I'm feeling great because, you know, everything's just kind of like tying down and and being neatly packaged. It's almost the end of the semester. But now we're back on, you know, restriction. Not that we ever got off of restriction. We're just even more restricted 
fuck this shit, man. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I I will riot. Not really. But I will be so sad if we go into a more restrictive phase. I, The kids going back to school, even though it's kind of like a weird dystopia where they have to wear masks every day. Like, it's... it's yeah. That little bit of normalcy has been very good for my mental health. Uh, and yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, What's that? I, I will say, and this is not a political thing, but I guess you could make it political. Like the picking and choosing of what kinds of gatherings are okay is just fucking mind blowing yeah. to me. Like, and I'm, it's on both sides, right? Like you can't get mad about protests and then want your church to convene. You can't get mad about rallies and then want protests. Like you either, mm-hmm. either this shit is safe or it's not right. And yeah, oh, it's just fucking bananas to me. But you know, what isn't fucking bananas to me? that, uh, not fucking bananas. Oh no, you should never do that. That's right. That you shouldn't. Cause that's gross. But if that's your thing, then we're not knocking banana it. fuckers. I just feel like that probably would have some um, like you can't properly clean a banana. Not that I would ever use one. I got my own. Like bananas don't vibrate, friend. Oh yeah, yeah. So, no, they don't. They don't. That's something to they think don't. About. And they don't hold their shape, so it's not like a cucumber. Have you ever put a? Cu- Wait, are we talking? Are we talking about putting bananas in our vag or or like using them like? outside of the veg like why would you use it outside like it's the phallic object. that's what why i was you... that's where i was going with it was i thought we were putting it in us but you you kind no. of you gave some you had some pause you gave me pause yeah well i was just thinking are we talking about with a skin on or a skin off it doesn't matter it's not something i do on a regular basis right. because i could never eat one ever again if that were the case listen not knocking people's kinks or anything do you boo boo? But now I'm curious. Do you wash it before? Um. Hold on. I had I, I had to write. How many people have touched that banana? I had to put a note down. Putting a banana in vagina. All right. Good. Okay. We can do continue. You, do you wash the peel? Because if it's in the peel, it retains its shape. Right. right. So if you put like Unless a whole you're like unwrapped it. banana in your vagina. It probably, yeah, there's no way to clean it. That sounds like you're, that sounds like you're begging for a fucking yeast infection. Yeah, something's going to go wrong, right? Like, you should not be putting that, not just that, but, like, there's some rough parts of bananas. Like, what if it scratches Not if it's unpeeled. Why are we talking about this? Have you ever put. We're talking about the logistics (laughs) of using a banana as a sexual object. No, I have never done that. Can we just say like I've never used a f- How crazy is it though? Like bananas are always used as like a like a phallic object in like movies and just any like right? Like yeah. we're putting the condom on the banana and like no one puts bananas in the, inside of them. They use like cucumbers, right? Have you ever put a cucumber in your vagina? I have not. Same. Never. Because if I did, I feel like I would never be able to eat a cucumber ever again. And cucumbers are one of my favorite vegetables. They are so delicious. No, I've never put they anything are. that wasn't like marketed as a sex toy or or a penis in my vagina. Uh, which, from what That's I understand, right. people put all kinds of weird things in their vagina. Especially when they're figuring out what they like. But bananas? Yo, let us know if you're a banana <laughs> I really feel like nobody's going to reach out to us and be like, hey, listen, this is how to use a banana. 
during sexual stuff. First, you wash it with answer. Call me crazy. <laughs> Call me crazy. I don't think anybody is going to take us up on answering this question. Weirder things have happened. Like that lady who got engaged to a ghost, right? You heard about her, right? Her name is Amethyst. Of yeah. I have. Her name is Amethyst Realm. Right, and she got married. She got engaged to a ghost after having sex with over twenty ghosts. I don't have the article pulled up, but I'm just going off memory because the story makes me so happy. So apparently, they got engaged and like things were going okay, but then he started like doing a lot of cocaine, and she's fucking fed up. I can imagine that would probably make me fed up as well. Like, is she finding this cocaine? Somewhere? I don't know. How does she have proof? I you can't drug test an I entity. Feel like can you? D- I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that, um, and this was a great point made on last podcast when they were talking about this. Like, she claims that he couldn't get down on one knee to propose to her because ghosts don't have knees. But then she says that they've had sex. So he has no knees, but he has a dick. I call bullshit on this whole thing. That's the point in the story where I stopped believing. It's the inconsistency. Uh, I also Yeah. <laughs> what? What the I'm just fuck? thinking about trash truck. Cuz that show's not very not very so we started watching the kids started watching this super dumb show and it's this kid and his best friend's a trash truck and then he, he has a friend bear and a friend raccoon. And he's inviting everybody over for a sleep a sleepover, and uh, everybody had to wipe their feet. So it's like a full size trash truck that somehow managed to fit into the front door after he wiped his tires on the mat. I told Zach I looked over at him and I said, "I'm beginning to think this show isn't very realistic at all." Right, that's the point where you started to question things, not the part yeah. where a trash truck was best friends with an animal. Like they were. No, he's best friends with a little boy. What about the raccoon? Well, the raccoon is the friend's, the other friend, and the bear is the other friend. I don't A bear know. and a raccoon would never be friends. They are on the show. Well, a trash truck wouldn't come through your fucking front yeah, door. Yeah, you have to have a massive front door. This He had a normal sized front door, for the record. Mm. I was like, how are they going to spin this one? None of this makes sense spatially. Mm. I just started watching Fake Peaky Blinders. News. I think I'm like the last person on earth. To watch it. Just kidding. You are. I keep saying that, but then everyone I say it to is like, I've never watched that. And I'm like, we're all lame. We're all lame. Anyway, that's a great show. Killian Murphy makes They're me feel lame. things. Uh, but he's not very tall. Me too. He's not very tall. That pouty. Uh, but I, I like the brooding. I like it when he's brooding. I don't like it when he, like, smiles. Right? Don't smile. No, I agree. It's yeah. the character because... um. Like he's one of those he's one of those actors that if you just like Google him and like Google image search whatever you're gonna be like Meh. he's got creepy blue eyes he's a little creepy whatever he's weird but on Peaky Blinders there is something about that character that makes you want to feel things that's true so I find that interesting I'm trying to think of any other characters that have done that. Yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah, because all I can think about right now is Peaky Blinders. I have a really hard time remembering other things I've watched while I'm watching something else. I dig it. 
But I, I do the... We're watching about 17 shows right now. Right, 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 right. Multitasking. Yeah. Uh, we've been really watching The Queen's Gambit the past few nights. I've heard that's good. Um, uh, it is very good, actually. Uh, the first episode left on such a cliffhanger. We just kind of looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck just happened? What? 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 Um... I know I say this every episode, but we are turning a corner in potty training, and it is awesome. Are we on, like, year two of turning a corner on potty training? Yes. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, <laughs> it, we're coming up on the end of year, year one. Uh, yeah, Lennon goes all by herself. That's awesome. That's a super cool thing. Baxley still wants everybody to do it for him. He asked me the other night, like, I'm so floored by the amount of leaps and bounds these kids are making um he asked me the other night what are you doing like what are you doing and i was like did he say it fuck are you to talk to me like with that tone of voice like he was already judging whatever it was you like he already thought whatever you were doing was stupid uh, yeah yeah that happens a lot um lennon told me the other night she said i'm not a kid i'm me and i was like what too high for this what, <laughs> what <does> this mean? <laughs> where are you going with this i'm gonna ask you this again and i want your honest answer living in california means yes. you can't leave your fucking house but you can have weed delivered to your house what absolutely where are you at like would you rather live somewhere where there was no weed but more outside or less or oh. less weed yeah less weed more outside I know it's a hard question. It is a hard question. Um, I think we're pretty good where we are. I mean, I can still go to the store, go to the weed store and get stuff. Um, They're changing things to 25% capacity. So the only thing I wish I could change right now is I just want to go to the movies with my husband and then go to some really weird dive bar sit at each sit next to each other have a few cocktails and talk to each other about all the weird shit that we talk about like one time we went when we lived in guam one time we um asked what the proper well we um asked how to politely tell someone asked each other how you would politely tell someone they have camel toe is that something that and it it These conversations aren't just like, how do you do it? We get into like the logistics of how to politely tell someone that they have camel toe. Like those are the kind of conversations that I miss having with Zach because can't really have those conversations here because the kids are starting to uh, pick up on things and repeat things. Like there's a possibility. I said I may have possibly shit my pants. And Baxley said, Mom, shit your pants? Mm. So that is like, I can't have my kids running around going and asking about camel toe. All right. Unless they're talking about actual camels and their toes. Yes. But they're not going to do that because they'll, yeah. No, that won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to make a decision in your mind. Like you want, 
date with hubby or weed because California won't let you have both, right? Like not right now. Like right now they're like, <laughs> you can have weed, but you can't go to the movies. But if you smoke yeah, enough weed, I mean, you'll feel like you're at the movies. That is true. Huh. I don't do that much. I just do it to help me sleep and to just kind of relax. Because at the end of the night, I'm so just like wound tight. And this is another reason I probably shouldn't get off my antidepressants. I can't compartmentalize my day until bedtime. So I have a hard time like not going through everything. Like this is what I need to do. This is what I should have done today. This is where I shouldn't have fucked off so much. I could have gotten more accomplished if I did that. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'll take... How sad is it that Alex Trebek passed away? Oh, shit. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that. I mean, it's sad, but, like, he was also old. So, like, shout out to living a long life. Yeah. But, I mean, and a pretty epic life. Like, that's quite a little... Quite a legacy to leave behind. Absolutely. But I get it. It is. Um, we've lost a lot of, like, cool people this year. And I'm sure that, like... Yeah. I mean, we lose a lot of cool people every year. It is true. And we're getting, I think we're getting to that age where the people that we grew up with, not the people that you and I, like our peers, but icons are getting to that age. Like the people we know from a young age. The dying age. You know, they're getting older because, yeah, because they're already becoming real adults. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I don't know if it's something about losing my dad at, like when he was like middle aged. Like something about like when when elderly people die. I'm like it's sad, but it's not sad. Like it feels yeah feels like they got their shot at life. Like people who die mm-hmm. earlier than like age seventy five. Mm. I don't know. I can't really think of an arbitrary number, but I'm just like if you live into your eighties, yeah. that's fucking awesome. If you live into your eighties, yep. still being able to like walk and take care of yourself and like I don't know I guess that's cool I don't know it's a pretty pessimistic look on life I guess but then again uh, this isn't called happy broads yeah. it's called moody broads it's not called what? happy broads that's right we're fucking moody we're fucking moody now give me a coffee me a co- ooh a coffee give me sounds my slippers. so good oh <sighs> Maybe I'll go get one. Yeah, um, th- I would if I were you. Uh, I still have a ton of stuff. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Um, oh, okay, okay. Today. Just casually, I'm Four going to hours. Vegas tomorrow. Uh, well, in my defense, it's driving distance. I know. Uh, so cool. My BFF from Florida is is coming in for a week, and so I I don't have a lot of time. So I'm driving out there to um, spend half of her birthday with her and then come home and then we're going to New Mexico the next weekend. Um, yeah. For Thanksgiving. We're doing a Thanksgiving thing so there probably won't be an episode next week. No. And you can tell Gav- Gav- uh, Governor Newsom to, you know. Stick it where the sun knows. Put shine. a banana that in there. That whole thing. Oh my God. Unwrapped or, or unpeeled or peeled? Peeled. Frozen and peeled. Oh, frozen would retain its shape. Yes. I'm so glad we tackle such hard-hitting issues on this show. (laughs) Same. 100%. At some point, we need to have Brandon on the show. Uh, Brandon is one of Zach's friends 
who used to pretend to be a marine biologist to get the ladies. I'm which I think is down with anyone who can hold the pali for that long. And he has a he has like a Facebook page. The commitment to the lie like, is astounding. Oh, oh, it's super fucking committed. Um, yeah, let's work on yeah, that. Yeah, let's make that happen. We should get some guests on. Yeah, because yeah. we're not that funny. No, I'm just kidding. We're really funny. Are we, Mom? Um. So actually, funny, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I was reading something on Reddit because, as we know, I am spending less time on Facebook, which means I have to fill my time with other things, <laughs> and. <laughs> somebody had said that they um you know they hate the sound of their own voice and someone else was like i don't hate the sound of my voice uh and so it just kind of made me wonder because i often listen like i i think that i find joy in our banter like i i find our conversations hysterical i find your voice very pleasing to listen to oh and so sometimes I will listen to episodes to make sure that I didn't make too big of an asshole of myself. And I don't think my voice is off. I like your voice. I mean, it depends. Thank you. Uh, my laugh is a little obnoxious, but I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but so anyways, I um, somebody was like, oh, well, if you like the sound of your own voice, you're, you have a big ego or something like that. And I was just reading and I was like. Do I have a big ego? No, you just love yourself. There's a difference. Practice self-love. Love yourself. Yeah, I I fucking hate the sound of my voice. Like I and and I edit the podcast, so I have to listen to it every time and I really don't like it, but I love the sound of your voice. I think I have an obnoxious Thank voice. You. I've been told I have an obnoxious voice, which uh, who told you uh, that i'll fight him teacher in fifth grade was it your no, husband i mean i don't care if he thinks it's annoying he thinks a lot of things about me right yeah now, but he still stays with me so like haha who's the loser now um <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, i'm annoying but you're married i didn't me. marry me you married me it's always what i say yep. you made you made your choice. zach last yep zach dropped a um he was taking a bite. I made chicken Caesar salad for dinner last night. Yo, I ate that and, too. Uh, what? Sisters. What? The Rachel's. The Rachel's salad. Um. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Zach went to take a bite and uh, like the whole plate dropped in his lap and it was fucking hysterical. And he looked up at my mom and he was like, don't say a thing. And she's like, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to say anything. He goes, I can see it on your face. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not looking at you like anything. I'm just looking at you. And he's like, what is going on right now? And it was just a really nice family dinner. I don't know what I'm going to do whenever my mom decides to move out and leave us. Hopefully I'm going to be devastated. I know. Um, I'm working on finding us a beach house by getting my degree. Not dropping out to become a plumber. I guess I could if I wanted Plumbers to, but I'm not going to clean everybody's pipes. I mean, I'm there's, only there's money to be made. No, I know, no, I know they do. There is, there is, and actually, I do know a little bit about plumbing, surprisingly. And I'm not just talking about the male sex organ, right? I'm talking about actual plumbing. Wow. Because when we lived in Texas, uh, there were some issues with the way our septic tank settled. So I learned a lot trying to fix that stuff. Instead of calling someone else to do it because I'm fucking cheap and I would rather just like if I can't fix it and I don't fuck it up any worse, 
then I can call the professionals. That's the key is to not fuck it up any worse before you call the professionals. See, that's where I tend to go wrong. I go just a, just a little, little too far with my DIY yep. and then the whole thing's fucked. Uh, yes. Why is it that when children yes. are like making mistakes in order to learn, we're like, that's normal. <clears throat> when we make a mistake and break everything in the house, people get mad. What the fuck? Double standards, man. Double standards. I embrace all errors as long as we learn from them. Right. Totes. Totes my goats. That's the that's the big I think that's a really that's just a really good way, like live your life. You know, learn from them. Move on. Um, take that lesson because that's you know, we're not gonna do everything perfectly every time. Do you think so. that God like looks at some of the things that he's created, like animals, and he's like, ah, fuck. Uh, like blobfish have you seen a blobfish did blobfish look like that because their their cartilage is made a specific way to withstand the pressure oh that's true they're like Um, they need to be deep 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 down in the sea all right we'll think about something else yes like narwhals i mean they're cool whatever narwhals they're having a moment right now good for them i actually have come to the conclusion that i um i i think i'm an atheist Oh, this podcast is going to get so much more interesting. No, I'm just kidding. We've always been different on that. That's okay. Yes, we have. Uh, I'm actually studying evolution and biology right now, and I have the weirdest boner for So would you consider yourself a naturalist? I think so. I believe in evolution. Well, yeah, you can believe in evolution and still be a, a super naturalist. What's a naturalist? A naturalist is when you believe that Human beings are basically like complicated matter. We don't necessarily have a creator. We don't necessarily have a purpose yep. uh, for being here. Yep. And uh, yep. that's, yeah, that, that, yeah, atheists are naturalists. Yeah. But you don't have to be a, a supernatural or you don't have to be a Christian to be a supernaturalist. You know what I mean? <laughs> supernaturalist. Uh, exi- literally, that's what it's called. Yeah. Like where you believe that there's like a, there's like a, there's like a reason for all this shit. Uh, for all this shit. I sound really optimistic. Uh, so yeah, we should talk more <laughs> yeah, about uh, that. I, I think that I would fall under the naturalist. Um, you know, uh, I believe in science. I've always, I, I never realized how much I love science. And I think honestly, a lot of it has to be the way that we're taught. Like a lot of this stuff I'm learning on my own. Well, not from class, but a lot like it, the stuff I'm learning in class is driving me to learn more on my own. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you can, you know, you can be a believer in science and still have, like, spiritual beliefs for sure. Uh, but you do have to kind of, like, reconcile though. certain things, right? Like, there are plenty of Christians who believe in evolution and they're just they've, – they've reconciled it in their brain, like, where it's, like, this part of the Bible that said that God created man and woman on the seventh day or whatever, like, that – they, they basically are like, oh, well, that's that's a metaphor, right? <laughs> like, you have to rectify it in your mind. But, yeah, if you really just uh, believe that there's no rhyme or reason to this, then, yeah, you're a you're a naturalist, my friend. I, I, I just don't, I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to anything. Bro, that's – I mean, shit happens because it happens. You think we just become dirt when we die? Absolutely, which is why I'm asking to be fucking mulch. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. So we're still on the mulch. You still want to be a mulch? Absolutely. So, like, you don't believe in ghosts? Do you want to believe in ghosts? Uh, so, funny that you mentioned that. 
um, I am reconciling that at this moment because I read something today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, in my, I'm high and this is true crime. And somebody asked how, uh, people feel about exorcisms and stuff like that. And, um, somebody had said, basically, it's a bunch of ultra religious people taking, um, sorry, I just got uh, lost my train of thought. Ultra religious people taking advantage of, uh, a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, holy shit, yo. Whoa. What was the mental illness? Well, whatever it is that you think when you feel like you have to be exercised. Oh, not exercise. Like, here, yeah. let me do some squats. Did I miss that point? No, maybe I did just, I, skip, I did may I have actually stopped, like, processing information for a minute there. Listening? That, no, it's not listening. I'm still, I'm hearing you, <laughs> but I'm thinking about nothing. But I'm not paying attention <laughs> to you. I got it. It's fine. It's fine. I got it. It's fine. I'm honestly very used to this. And to be fair, sometimes I do the same thing. And in my marriage. Wait, are you used to it from me or in general? In general. Oh, I in thought general, it was just Because me. my husband. That's one of the things. Like, I never get mad at Zach not listening to me. Really? Ever. Yeah. Because I am equally guilty of doing it to him he gets mad but i'm like you can't get mad because you do it to me all the time like for instance um my last hair appointment i told him every day leading up to the day that i had a hair appointment every single fucking day don't forget i have a hair appointment don't forget i have a hair appointment don't forget i have a hair appointment and then he texts me and is like i'm on my way home and i and i told ashley my hair my hair gal i was like Zach just said he's on his way home. I'm going to bet you $10 that he has no idea where I am right now. So I texted him and said, I'm not home. And he said, where are uh, you? There it is. Yep. Yep. So you just you just can't get mad. You just can't. Do you ever stop listening to me? Never. That's a damn I am lie. Fully in- <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully engaged with everything you say. All the time, especially when you're talking about five seconds to autumn. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) I think that's why we have we have the best conversations is because we are completely different people, but also very similar. Wow. When you think about it, it's like we're all like unique individuals. What? How do you catch a unique rabbit? What? I said, how do you catch a unique rabbit? I don't know. Unique up on it? How do you catch a tame rabbit? How? The tame way. (laughs) (laughs) But um, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) We should go. We should go. Okay. Yay. Okay. Cool, guys. Well, anyway, now you know how to catch rabbits. And... (laughs) You're fucking welcome. You're fucking welcome. All right, guys. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.